Oh yeah, definitely yeah. Fucking banging. Banging card. Welcome back to round twelve of Strike Force. My name is Sandip and I'm here with Big Pete Frost. How you doing, mate? Hello. I'm good. How are you? I'm good, mate. I'm hot. Good. It is hot, isn't it? <laughs> This is, oh, this is what Phil was talking about. I totally I kept telling everyone. Well, the heat wave was coming. Maybe in the group or on the NBA. It's just like, yeah, it's heat wave next week. So, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no one's listening. It's absolutely no. roasting. Almost as hot as it's going to be on Fight Island, Pete. I know your excitement just keeps getting perked by it. What's, what's the latest with it then? Um, yeah, so, don't, so this week's one's still at the Apex, right? Yes. This Saturday's still the Apex. And then I think, is it the one after that? It looks Fight like Island, it, yeah. maybe. Yeah, mm. start in July. Mm. Um, so yeah, no, I'm fucking looking forward to it, man. Just to just like I think I said to you before, like just a different. It's going to have a different feel to it. I'm wondering whether there's going to be more people there if there are people on this island already and like doing other stuff, and it's just going to be like it's a different look at it. And hopefully, it's the start of things getting back to normal. Well, Dana did say that they've got some of the strictest rules at the moment for COVID. So surely they can't have a crowd. Oh, really? Oh, no, not a crowd. No, just, I don't know why. Just, I think just that, just at the apex, it, it does feel like just a training centre. Do you know mm. what I mean? Even when they was, even when, I can't remember what the last arena we watched was. Maybe it was Gage Ferguson. Yeah, it was at Jacksonville. But even that, I just enjoy yeah. that more. Just them walking out in a big, massive arena. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I enjoyed watching them one more than this little arena. Not that it matters, because we said they could just they could organise it anywhere, because it's just a cage, and mm. but it's just that feel to it. And obviously, it's just exciting being on some mad island. Yeah. Um, obviously, I think they're, obviously they're doing it because it's easier for international fights to happen, stuff like that. So hopefully, there's gonna hopefully there's more fighters fights that they can make. Um, and they don't have to keep doing these, making people fight two weeks later after losses and catch weights and shit. Yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed it gets a little bit more uh, organised, let's say. But I mean, I'm, 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 I think we'll look back on this. I think we will look back on this time fondly. I think we'll look back on it and be like, oh, do you remember when oh, yeah. I was having, oh, yeah. you know, just having rucks in the Apex Centre? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and just them making it happen, really. I keep seeing things pop up now and it's just like all these different sports, even though some of them are coming back, like... They don't. They don't seem as good. Like mm. the football, the football doesn't seem as good. They just seem like training matches and like trying to. I don't know. Like trying to do different things. I think like pumping the sound into the crowd and whereas USC was literally right. Let's get this done as quick, quick as possible. Do it yeah. properly. Everyone gets tested and we don't need a crowd. So it's fucking. What did you think of the crowd noise on the on the football? At first, it was a bit weird, but then I just. It, I didn't think it was great, but I just sort of forgot that it was happening. Do you know what mm. I mean? I just, once you get once you get into the game, it, or you well, try to get into the game, um, you just yeah, it was it was just weird. Like, I can't imagine it. I, I can see it working for football better than, or even NBA. I reckon it'd be good for NBA because it's a bit like they play the music and stuff anyway, don't they? Sound like, effects all the, and yeah, yeah, all the funny shit like that. So I think that'd be that'd be like pumping if they do it in there, but. Yeah, I, I, it wouldn't work with the UFC, I don't think. Can't no, really... I, don't, I don't think it would work for the UFC. And it'd be funny if they were just two fighters on the ground for a little while and the geezer started yeah, playing boots. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, um, yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was all right. I thought it was all right. But I don't think UFC, I don't think UFC uh, needs it. I think um, it, it's fine the way it is. But I am enjoying mm. these fights. Uh, last weekend was UFC Vegas 3, uh, the third event at the Apex Centre, uh, obviously that they're called in UFC Vegas and it was it was a great card um, should we just crack on with it Pete unless there was anything hot on your uh, the press that you wanted to get through first no no let's get straight into it I thought it was a good card I, I thought it was yeah we, as I say right at the beginning of the pod uh, you might have caught us to, the back end of us talking about it the first fight was Frank Camacho against Justin Janes in the lightweight division Justin Janes throwing absolute bombs coming in um, he found out um, about the fight on Wednesday Big left hands, relentless swinging, um, and just yeah, finished uh, finished the fight within the first um, within the first round. Pete, what did you think of Justin's performance? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was great. I um, I didn't watch it um, actually on the night. I said I watched it on the recap, but like it was just another one of them cases when it were uh, there's two things really. It's like there was like hit and miss. You go in there on short notice and just give it all in the first round or first or second round. 
or to try and be like tactical and that. But then he he said at the end, he said he's been ready anyway. They, I think all the fighters must be waiting for the call. So they, they need to yes. stay in shape, really. Um, and yeah, the other guy just looked like he wanted to <laughs> maybe cruise for the first round and figure him out. But yeah, he didn't. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't get the chance. Yeah, you're bang on with yeah. what you're saying there. So um, the the commentary team were like, you know, he found out about the fight on Wednesday, so maybe he's just thinking, I want to let it all go in the first round because he didn't have the cardio to do a full fight. But then when mm. Anik spoke to him at the end of the um, at the end of the fight, he was saying, no, you know, I've been training for five weeks for this, um, and and and, I, and I've been on hold. But yeah, man, he looked fantastic. The left hands he was throwing. Pete, those left hooks. Yeah, that it was almost the exact same punch. Like the two that landed at the end that sent him sent him down was like he threw one, and then it was like the other guy must. He looked like he sort of took that one all right. He like wobbled him a little bit. And he's like, okay, he caught me there, and then it's like, oh, the exact same, <laughs> the exact same shot straight after it, and he just. Yeah. It was good. It was a good stoppage. Fucking hell. Yeah, was I was like, just. It's funny. Literally, you just said that because I was just thinking, you know, stoppages are so. It's it's a weird one in the UFC because as soon as the fight stopped, Camacho was fine. He was um, coherent. He was walking around, but yeah, the fight but was I stopped think... while both on their feet. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit of a weird yeah. one. I thought he was out. I thought he was not unconscious, but I don't think he was all there. Like even though, because I've seen people get stopped on their feet before, mm. and, they're, and they're sort of standing there like, oh, like what'd you do that for? But they're not really. He wasn't. There was no way he was. That guy would have just kept landing on him, I think. I right. think sometimes on the floor it's a bit like like with Dominic Cruz, he was getting back to his feet, he says, right at that moment. Yeah. So I think that that, that sort of thing's a bit more oh, you don't know what would have happened if he'd have got up, but this guy just unloading bombs on him. And yes. I think it was a right I think it was a right hand. There was one right hand I sort of remember in the replay right at the end when the ref did jump in and it was like he didn't even see it come in, his like whole head twisted around and it's just like I think it would have just got carried on. Yeah, I sometimes they. Yeah, I was just gonna say they don't need to be like out. Mm. Like some some fights you look at and you like, oh, that was a good stoppage because he was taking so much. Like even the Ferguson one, Ferguson was even though he was injured, like uh, physically injured. Like we found that out afterwards, but he was just all he did was shake his head a little bit and was he was still moving backwards, but that got stopped and I think that was good as well because it was just there's just no need for him to take any more punishment. I I do agree with you. I think we can't we can't um, have a go at refs for not stopping the fight when a fight is getting battered, and then when it's a good stoppage, be like, oh, you should have let him go there. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah, you have yeah. to let it. You have to let you have to let it play out. But it was a fantastic mm. performance for, from Justin. Um, it was his d- debut in the UFC, and it was the fastest finish um, for a lightweight debutant to date. And um, yeah, really, really, really impressive from Justin James. Frank Camacho as well. Obviously, you know, we'll see what happens with Frank Camacho as well. But yeah, really, really fantastic performance there from Justin. The next fight was in the women's flyweight division. It was Courtney Casey against Gillian Robertson. This pretty much was as much of a basically um, a one-sided fight as I've seen from uh, recently in recent times. Gillian was just all over Courtney, to be fair. Um, There was some good... I noticed um, Gillian was basically just, you know, full ground control the whole time. Um, and, yeah. and ended it with uh, with a rear naked choke. Courtney's shots that she was throwing um, from the bottom. Now, but obviously, it's because it's an empty stadium as well. But while Gillian was on top, Courtney's just mm. repetitively throwing these rib, those sort of rib shots, and you can hear him. Mm. And Pete, it's just ho- it's so horrible watching them because yeah, I know yeah. like they look so innocuous and they look like oh, no. it's nothing. But I oh, know if Courtney Casey caught me in the fucking ribs with one of those shots. It's, it's, it's horrendous, but Gillian on top. Um, yeah, I, I guess it was, it, was just, it was just absolute dominance from Gillian Pete. Mm. Yeah, it's, um, it, was, it was one of them sort of style fights again, wasn't it? Like, same, same sort of thing with Jessica Ryan the other day. Mm. And it was like, I, st- I think we've, I didn't notice it as much. I know because we, we spoke about it before, but it was the same sort of thing as Courtney Casey was throwing the sort of, I think she threw more than a one-two. Like she did, she was trying other things, like some front kicks and body kicks and stuff like that. But it was just, I don't know. When you when you get someone that's like, she looked like that worried about the takedown, like every round. And mm-hmm. even her corner, I think she was saying to her corner, she was like, "I can't get her off. As soon as she's on me, I can't, I can't keep her off." And they were like, "Yeah, I know, I know. Well, you need to do this. You need to do that." And then. I think there was even a little bit at the end when there where she subbed her. It was like she looked over at a corner as if to say, "Like what the fuck, like what the fuck, yeah." 
that was the wrong advice or that was I couldn't I couldn't do nothing about that it's just it's just, I don't know it's weird man like to be at that level and not even I think she, I know even I think they was even talking about the way she was defending the takedowns like Cruz and stuff obviously knows his stuff and even probably Bisling knows about takedown defense and it's like she wasn't even doing the right things when she was getting mm. pushed up against the cage so it's like I don't know maybe they were just that confident in her striking but well, I think, is it? yeah no absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. but if, in, in a fight like that I feel like if you know that you're so you've got the advantage on the feet the other fighter's got mm. the advantage on the ground they're obviously going to try and get you down to the ground so in the small situations where you are on your feet. Surely you've just got to let it. You just got to let it all go. But then that yeah. opens up for the takedown. Do you know what I mean? So it's a difficult. Yeah, yeah. It's a tough position to, to be in for Courtney Casey, but mm. really, really impressive. Um, and as we mentioned, she couldn't quite finish her off with strikes. She couldn't quite finish her off in the first two rounds. But uh, with 25 seconds to go in the third round, she sinks in a rear naked choke and taps her out. Really, really impressive there from Julia Robinson. The next fight was um, in the middleweight division. It was Mark Andre Barrio against Oscar Picotta. Um, it was an amazing first round from Mark, in my opinion, really pushing the pace, some mad uppercuts. Um, and yeah, it was just a, a really, really kind of great all-round performance. It was a really good fight, really good exchanges. Um, but yeah, it was just basically uh, Mark really, really pushing the pace here um, and finishing him with some big punches. Basically, just just swarmed him in the end. Yeah. yeah, it was a good fight. I enjoyed that. It was really good. It was, I was looking at like, I was thinking, um, you know, after watching, um, you, you watch a lightweight fight and then you basically, uh, I watch a flyweight fight and then you get to the middleweights. Obviously, when you're watching a heavyweight fight and you go down the divisions, obviously, the, statistically, you're more likely to see a knockout in obviously the heavyweight division and then light heavyweight. If you're starting from the bottom and going up, I think it gets to the point where it's like, well, away is kind of where, you know, you look at Woodley, you look at fighters like this, you, you, you think, okay, there's more chance of a knockout here because, but middleweight for me is one of the most exciting weight divisions to see because you've got, the fighters aren't heavyweight, so they're not like throwing bombs. So you're going to get a, a lot of technique and a lot of grappling in there as well. But with the yeah. middleweights, because it's kind of like the upper echelon of the weights, the chances for a knockout are so, it's so exciting watching this division. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think middleweight's always been a good one. You've always had, it's always been like based in the middleweights and it's like, yeah, you've just got that combination of speed and power. Like, mm, I'm not saying the heavyweights ain't quick, but like, um, I guess the cardio as well. The cardio is probably a bit better. Um, it's tough. You're always going to have people that are different that sway at both sides. Like, you've got someone like Daniel Cormier who's got fucking, and Stipe, they've got five rounds in them every time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at middle, yeah, welterweight, middleweight, sort of. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's weird because we've been saying that the middleweight's sort of not been there lately, and now it's sort of slowly coming back. You got like Till and Whitaker coming up. Hopefully, Adesanya and Costa. There's some fucking proper exciting fights at middleweight. Um, but yeah, it's definitely it's definitely exciting. What do you think about Till Whitaker? He looks good. He, he looks. <laughs> I don't like the way that he sort of. He's obviously very vocal and stuff on social media, and doesn't care about sharing what he's doing. And he's obviously got fat again, and now he's like Who losing is the weight, still? getting ready. Yeah, he's, he kept posting up his belly and stuff, saying, "I'm eating what I want. I don't give a fuck." Like, and then he's obviously having shit with Robert Whitaker and uh, Mike Perry and stuff. Um, but yeah, he looks good now. Just since I saw some training videos of him today, he looks fucking sharp, like, and he looks like he just. It's just it's, it's, it reminds me of Ricky Atten a little bit. I don't know right. what it is with these with these northern fighters from England, <laughs> but they like they seem to just blow all out, get fat, and then it's like they have to work. Maybe it's a good thing mentally, but they have to. It's almost like they have to work extra hard just mm. to get the weight off, and but maybe that gets them in the right frame of mind. Um, but I think he's got he's got a really good chance, especially after the Gastelum performance. Everyone thought that was dangerous for him, but I think he, with a win over Whitaker, it's, it jumps him right up there. I think. I think, and I'm not one to go out on a limb normally to make predictions or anything like that because, you know, you always end up getting bitten in the ass with this kind of stuff. But I I, I think Whitaker's got way too much for Till, personally. I just think... Reckon. Yeah, I just think the experience is there on his side. You know, ex-champ. And, and I just think with Till, I think... I don't know. I'm just not on the boat. I don't know what it is. Maybe I've missed it. I don't know no. what it is. I remember he, he, he uh, you know, he'd done Cowboy and all that. That was good. Um, but then, you know, 
uh, Mars uh, Dolph Tom- him, and you know, I don't know. Tom- I don't Tom- know. Thompson was the Thompson was the main one that made me sort of notice because when he fought Cowboy, I was I remember watching it and I didn't even really know who he was, so I was still a Cowboy fan. Mm. So when I saw him beat him, I was like, oh, he can't like <laughs> he lucky he lucky bastard. Um, yeah, yeah. But then uh, it was yeah the Thompson one. Um, Didn't you think that was a bore- thought Tom- I thought that fight was a bit boring. No. Yeah, but it was. It's like it's um. It's like they've said before. When you fight Thompson, there's only sort of so much. It's like, it's, I guess it's like the um, the Woodley fight, so or the Woodley fight or whatever. Everyone always says, "Oh, it's boring," and and it's yeah. like, yeah, but you can't. You have to fight Thompson in that way. You can't just run it. You can't just bum rush him. Or Good point. Even the even the Pettis one. Pettis weren't really doing anything, and he was getting caught quite a lot as well. Until just that one little, obviously magical moment that someone like Pettis can pull out. Um, and it's just I don't know. But yeah, I do, I do, I do, Pettis I do. knocked it out, right? With a Superman punch? Or am I, is that what? Is that? Is it, yeah, it was like a little push off the cage and he just like straight right hand when it like, yeah. sort of knocked him out. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think Till, I think he's got a lot. I think, I don't know, it's weird. It's like people come in waves, like, like Masvidal started off not, no one really took notice. He had a win here, a loss here. And then he also, he hit, like, he hit that wave and he just sort of like, just got caught up in the momentum and then he was just fucking beating everyone mm. and I think Till, hopefully if Till learns from his mistakes and now he's at a more comfortable weight he's not cutting weight and stuff so it's like and like Whitaker's not that big either and the way that Whitaker fought against Adesanya just coming forward like leaping hooks at him and stuff like that I don't know it's, I've got, I don't know it'd be good it'd definitely be a good test but like yeah, yeah. This is this yeah. is this is a, a this is a good this is a good test for me uh, just just to see what what happens. But I just uh, for me, I feel like Till has not really passed any. Uh, Cowboys obviously a test. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like he hasn't really and and Gastelum again. But that wasn't really convincing for me. You know, to get no, banged out by was... Mars Vidal, banged out by mm-hmm. by by Showtime as well. I, I, don't, I don't know, but again, he's English, so I'll be supporting him. And it's not like I'm not a fan. I'm just not really. Um, I guess I'm not fully bought into the hype yet. Let's say. Yeah, yeah, he's not on. We don't know yet whether he's going to do what like this being done, I guess. So it's, that's what I mean. This be a good test. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Always uh, good to see British fighters getting good opportunities. Anyway. And Bisping opened the door for for a lot of these guys, so I feel like they owe him mm. a lot. But anyway, that's a different conversation. Just going back to this middleweight fight, then um, really, really impressive uh, from Mark Andre Barrio. Gets his first UFC win, um, and yeah, really, really impressive from him. So we'll see what happens there. Pete, the next fight was uh, really, really exciting. Just for. Um, one fighter, really, if you know what I mean. Uh, but it was a really, really exciting fight. It was Tisha Torres against Brianna Van Buren. Um, mm. Tisha's never been finished um, in the UFC. She's obviously a fantastic, fantastic fighter. Um, just before I give my thoughts, what did, what did you think of this fight, Pete? Uh, yeah, it was re- I, uh, so I watched this one back again. It was when, we, when I flicked over the night before. but um, so, so I already knew one, but I didn't know how the fight went. And... Right. This was a this was actually a classic case of what we were just talking about earlier. With this uh Van Buren's like obviously takedowns and stuff, and Tisha's obviously the better striker. Mm. But but she's able to stuff that take do you know what I mean? I don't I don't know how good this girl's level is of wrestling compared um to the other girl earlier, but like to be able to stuff in takedowns, carry your cardio through three rounds, um because it's like it's tough, it's tough stopping takedowns as well. Mm. But then she was just coming out on all cylinders, like every round, just fucking the speed of her hands and stuff. So I guess bless you in hell. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> no Corona free. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, but just I don't know. She just she's she just looks like she's built for fighting. I just like she's just like a little animal. It's fucking. It was just like a really good good performance, like striking wise and everything. Really, I think she's got she's got everything. De- definitely. I, I, just in my, in my notes, I've just written down. We we talk a lot, and we've spoken previously about the uh, the different tiers of fighters. So we spoke about mm. in the middleweight division, you've got like Adesanya and that lot, and then underneath this is a, a big drop off when you get down to uh, to people like you know come up um, to people like you know Mark Andre Barriou and Oscar Pachota. It's like a big drop, and. Yeah. You know, we've spoken about that in the weight division as well. And all the divisions where you've got, like, the pool of fighters that are trying to make it to the rankings. And then you've got just, like, the championship caliber of fighters. For me, 
because there's obviously a very, you know, compared to men, there's a smaller amount of women in there. So the pool's obviously a lot smaller. So the yeah. difference in leagues between people like Nunez, between people like Holm, and then the rest of the female fighters, the drop-off's quite big. And for me, this fight just documented that so well. Tisha is in that upper echelon of, she's unreal. She's like, yeah. she's, she's fought the best. Obviously, she, you know, she, she, she's lost, um, you know, quite significantly to, to a lot of other female fighters. But you could definitely see like, and fair play to Brianna, like she, she, you know, she put on a she, she put on a great show. Nothing to to be ashamed of. Oh but yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's good performance. Yeah, yeah, she's she's a, t- a very very tough woman. But Tisha's she's basically just putting on a clinic. Like the striking, the technique, the cardio. It, mm. She just looked unreal, and I remember thinking, yeah. So this is obviously the upper echelon of fighters now, and you can kind of really see. Are you, I say drop off. I don't mean that to be disrespectful, but you know the the difference in tiers of sort of caliber of fighter. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think this division. I think they said it in like round three, and that's when I started thinking about all this stuff. I don't, I don't, I don't know why I just love doing it. Like like we said before, like matchmaking mm. fucking must be one of the best jobs. Yeah, yeah. Um, shout out to Joe Silva. He's getting some shit lately. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, what do you mean? They're all, uh, there's just loads of shit coming out. I don't know, I haven't read into it, but quite a lot of people were coming out and said they don't like the way he was handling things and he was just the way he was with people. But really? I, don't know if it, I, don't, I don't know if it's true or not. But obviously, I think he's got Sean Shelby in there now. So, he's, but yeah, it must be such a good job. But yeah, yeah what you're saying about that sort of top tier, I think, in the, especially in the women's division, it's exciting. I think this is probably the most exciting division at the moment because it's, because I think at the top, you've got Tisha, Rose. Uh, who's Rose fighting? Um, rematch, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Andrade. Andrade, you've got Andrade. And then you've got the two at the top, um, Weili Zhang and Joanna. Yeah. So it's like that, that all them all them together. Are, I'm not saying they're all equal. Cause obviously, I think I do think like Weili Zhang is like the best. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. But it, all of them fights, you could argue that either any one of them could probably get a title shot, um, and it's just like it's just exciting, I think. Especially like they were, and they're all stri- most of them are strikers as well. Yes, I was um, going to say there's not a lot of grapplers in there. In the strawweight rankings yeah. at the minute, you've got Zhang at the top, like you said, Pete, and then we've got Jessica's um, number one. Then we've got Rose, uh, Tatiana Suarez, um, Joanna. We've got Nina Antaroff, Claudia Gadella, who we saw recently, Carla Esparza, who we saw recently. Michelle Waterson, Tisha Torres is in there. Angela Hill's now ranked, which is great. Felice Herrig's in there. So, Fuck yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a mad division. It's a really, really mm. mad division with yeah, a lot of high-caliber fights. Yeah, what did you... Because I've, I've still not watched that one, but I've missed that one. What, what did you think of the Hill and Gedalia one? I can't... I don't know if I can remember it. Um, I think... I think Hill was a bit pissed off that she lost. She thought she won. She thought oh, she won enough. no, I do remember that. Yeah, I do. I have personally... I think Angela... I think Angela did enough to win that, personally. Yeah, mm. I think she did enough to win. But it was a, it was a close decision, wasn't it? Claudia yeah, is basically yeah. a bit a, a bigger and, and uh, a bit more control time, I guess. But I, I thought yeah, Angela yeah. did enough to, to win it. But she's now ranked, though. So she's ranked number 13 yeah, no, now. Of course. So. Yeah, that's a, that division's fucking banging. Oh, all of them that you just said are all Stand. you don't look at them and go they don't they don't belong in there they all yeah they've all got a good shout absolutely so yeah really impressed by, by both the fighters obviously and uh, fair play to Brianna she put up a, a good fight but just Tisha was was way too much um and then Pete I wanted to move on to uh the main prelim I'm really interested to get your thoughts on this fight Bobby Green against Clay Guida. I've got a shitload of notes um, on this paper. Why don't, why, don't, why don't you start us off? I thought it was first fucking clear. I love, you know, some, some fighters are like, um, you see them now and they've been in the sport for ages. We've got another one coming up as well on the main card. But like, some of them just ain't the same fighter. They, they fall away and you're like, oh, they've not got it anymore. Um, and that sounds harsh, but like I look at Diego Sanchez like that now. It's just he's never... He's just, I don't know what he's doing, but um, and then you've got Clay, who's obviously had that great fight with, with Sanchez all those years ago, and he mm. just comes out and just fights exactly the same. Like his cardio has not got any worse, yeah. Um, just his relentless takedowns, his scrambles, everything. And it's just, I wasn't, I wasn't disappointed with the decision, but I, I thought he did enough when they said Bobby Green. I was a bit like, oh, okay, but maybe they just went on the cleaner strikes because he was landing some good strikes, but I don't he landed think he was more. Doing. Yeah, yeah, but 
yeah, it's just the way that, and I usually go for that as well. I will usually go for the the striker over over just like like control time. But I think it was the way that Clay was like ragdolling him as well and yeah. sort of just pressuring him and being aggressive. Um, but I thought it was good. It was good. It was a fun fight. Really fun. I thought this was this was a classic for me. Um, you had at the beginning of it, you had Cruz on the commentary saying, you know. You know, for the for the average fan, this is a, a prelim fight. It's a main, the main fight of the prelim. But for avid UFC watchers, this is a main event caliber fight in the lightweight division. Like mm. these guys are veterans. These guys are, are, are really, really put on a put on a great show. Um, they were supposed to actually fight in 2016 as well. So there's a bit of history there. But Green had to have some knee surgery. I thought it was right. a fantastic fight from Clay. The, the, the first round was great. Two big slams from him as well. Uh, Bobby had his hands low and you could see him talking shit, putting his tongue out. Like, yeah, yeah. just bit, a lot of swag from Bobby. But, yeah, I, just, I, I thought it was non-stop pressure from Clay. I thought he was good at changing levels, throwing shots, then changing levels. I, I personally thought he did enough. Um, my favourite moment from the fight was in between the rounds. Did you hear Clay burping? Oh, that's what I was waiting for. As soon as between between the first and second round, I was like, "Where's the burp? Is he going to do the burp?" But he just he does it every time. <laughs> so good. Fucking so, so funny. He's an absolute savage. Like he's just. just I, I love. It's just the bit. That's what that was it as well. After every round, he just runs back to his corner. He's just like, yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> just like, I won that one. <laughs> yeah. So funny. I was quite surprised. Maybe we're because we're big uh, Clay fans, Pete. Maybe we watched it through rose tinted glasses. I don't know. But when the significant strikes um, stats came up at the end, I was very, very surprised to see how many uh, Bobby had landed. But yeah, I, mm. I, I, I thought Clay. I agree with you. I thought Clay did enough. I thought he was the pressure fighter. I thought he was the one who was um, bringing bringing the fight a little bit more. But um, fair play to Bobby Green. Yeah. What, what tell us what you think is next for both of these guys like what do you think you know um, as we said before we're not expecting fucking title runs and that kind of stuff but what what do you think no um just yeah i don't know i think out of both of them especially after the decision it's like you could argue that bobby green's the one that's more likely to push on and maybe go up the rankings a little bit but i don't know if he's he's not Fucking hell, I look at that fight and you see it like Clay, if Clay Greeder can Push it. like ragdoll him like that, then what could Khabib or Justin Gaethje do or something like that? It's just that's what I mean. There is there is them sort of levels, I think, but mm. um, maybe both of them could just, just have a good fight, get some paydays and stuff. Like, I'd still love, even now, I'd love to see, even though I think he's gone up, he's gone up in the um, uh, Diego Sanchez. I'd love to see that rematch, It'd be fucking oh. well fun. A hundred percent. I'd even. I'd love to see Nate <laughs> play. I'd love to because of the history there. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, yeah. I'd, 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 yeah, I'd love yeah. to see that even now. Um, and hopefully he's a good payday. But yeah, the, I think you're right. I think I'd, I'd, I'd love to see Clay get um some more big kind of paydays in. I'd love to see him on a on a main event card next. You know what I mean? Just to get some some recognition because he is a veteran. He's been doing it for so long. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was it was a great fight, a classic fight, and a fight worthy of a main event on any card, um, but it was mm. the main event of the prelims on this one. Moving on to the main card then, Pete, just quickly get through the card before we preview uh, the, what's coming up on the weekend, which we're very excited about. This was another catchweight fight, Pete. What's going on? Do we know? <laughs> no, we still don't know, do we? I don't know shit. <laughs> it's 159 and a half pounds against 160 pounds. Jim Miller against Roosevelt Roberts. Um, Jim straight away with a takedown. Um, Roberts had that long reach, but Jim gets in there straight away with a takedown. Um, it was a... You know, a long um, and dangerous guard, uh, but ended up on the bottom on an exchange. Um, and this was um, a verbal tap, uh, which is obviously yeah. quite rare to see that. But he, um, Jim, sank in an armbar um, really, really deep when you see it in slow motion, literally had mm. it go in the other direction. Um, and then uh, Roosevelt, you can hear him go tap, tap, tap. So he verbally tapped on this one. Um, yeah, what did you think of this fight, Pete? Yeah, it's great. I fucking loved it. Just, just that he's in that sort of error as well. Same as like Guida. It's just like, as he still got it. But, um, but yeah, it was fucking. That's just what he does best. He used to. I think he used to be more like stand and bang with people. But you know, he's not. That other, like I've seen Bruce Felt before. He's got like wicked striking. He's got the reach. So it was just basically just perfect tactics and um, yeah, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu black belt. It's just 
and and also what was in, I liked what they what he said at the end. He seemed so confident. He's like said he's had like an injury or something wrong with him for quite he a had while. Yeah, Lyme, Lyme disease. That's it. Yeah, and now he's like they they said you feel better, and he's like yeah, hundred percent. It's just like I feel totally different. So um, yeah, it'd be good to see what he can come up with next. Even even for him, he's got he's got some wicked fights they could make. Absolutely, yeah, no, definitely. They've got um, with Jim, he has moved into third on the most UFC wins, and he's moved number one for the most UFC fights. Like oh, wicked, just absolute absolute monster. Cowboy, <laughs> cowboy's not gonna be happy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think he might have. Um, I think he might have tied him. Um, so oh, yeah, I think, for, he, oh, I, think he okay. might, I think he might have tied him. So yeah, he's he's up there for the for the most UFC fights, um, and third on the most UFC wins. And yeah, like, do you know do you know about Lyme disease, Pete? No, um, no. It's, it's, well, it's, 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 it's well, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm not going to pretend that I've googled it. I, the only thing I know about Lyme disease is listen profusely to Joe Rogan talk about it. Um, mm. It's fucked. But you basically get it from ticks. Um, and they jump on you, um, and obviously, you know, when you get ticks, it's obviously horrible to have ticks anyway, but ticks then carry this disease, um, and yeah, it is just, it's one of those things where it's not spoken oh, about a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's in, like, the war, wasn't it, or, like, back in the day when they had it on ships and stuff, and that's, yeah. is that, like, it gets called limeys, is it us? Um, I don't know. I'm sure limeys. Americans or someone because we took it over there on ships or something like that. And oh was... yeah, they do call people limeys, don't they? <laughs> yeah, that's where I've heard, fucking hell, I've heard it from Dad's army. That's where I've done my research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Americans call us limeys because we took Lyme disease over there. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. Fucking sorry about that, lads. Sorry, Jim. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really really impressive to see him come back from something as serious as Lyme disease to get you know to just come back in the UFC and get a win um, uh, uh, but you're like me Pete really really over the moon for him um, mm. yeah fantastic let's move on to the next fight it was in the welterweight division uh, Bilal Mohammed against Lyman Good very very tetchy Shit. first round um, <laughs> the highlight for me was it was funny because I was watching um, obviously mate Lyman's body like just I know, at, I know, dear. absolutely bodied up first team all-star <laughs> dime piece like absolutely ridiculous. he was but, like he looked like um have you seen the glorious bastards yes he looked like the bear jew bear jew yeah, yeah 100%. But, like, with a, but with short back and sides yeah it's just fucking hench but I, the, the, sorry to jump in but i was just this this fight i was watching it and you know how like you start watching a fight and you know exactly how it's going to go even if there's not going to be a finish, you're like, well, this is how it's going to be for the rest of the fight. Right. But that Lyman Good just kept turning it round. I was like, surely he's going to gas out soon. He's going to get tired. And then he just kept kept turning it back round. I was like, fuck, no, this is, this is just... It was just good to watch as neutral because it was going back and forth. Like, mm. one minute I thought this guy was going to win. Then I was like, no, surely not. He's, he can't keep this up, this pace. And then yeah, it was just really exciting. Yeah, it was, it was one of the best fights of the night for me. It was so back and forth, like you said, really, really close fight. I, I enjoyed it. Like, um, well, but the highlight of round one for me was Bisping going. He looks just like me when I was fighting. Like, Lyman's <laughs> <laughs> body. Uh, he's fucking funny, man. Uh -huh. So funny. But um, I liked it after round two. Um, just going into the last round, Lyman's mm. corner guy was just right in his face and just said to him. Like, I don't know if you're seeing something that I'm not seeing here, but this guy's not that good. Why aren't you, like, yeah. why aren't you knocking him out? Like, what's going on here? Like, what, unless mm. you're, obviously, I know you're in there, but I, I can't see why you, you're not putting it on this geezer. And, mate, Lyman came out in the third and landed some heavy, heavy shots. But, yeah. Bilal, the technique was a finish to fight on Lyman's back with a full body triangle on. Um, and Bilal got the unanimous decision there. He's won seven of his last eight fights now. Um, and he called out Santiago um, Ponzibio. Uh, who he Santiago got a big win recently? Was it who did he beat? He beat was it Mike Perry? I can't remember, but he, um, you know, he, he 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 called him out. I always rate it when people called out people specifically, but but I was looking to move up. What did you think of him, Pete? Was you impressed with him or uh, yeah, um, just to, yeah, technically, I think that's what it was. He was when the when the fight first started, and like, I think Lyman could come out with like really strong combo like lots of power and it's just like oh shit this guy might be like out of his depth but mm. he just he must just be one of those guys that's he must have like it's just like technique and power and stuff 
and for, especially for his I think maybe his corner was like Good's corner was trying to just like G him up a little bit for the last round but obviously until you're in there with someone you don't really know like until you get hit by him that's what like a lot of people say about certain fighters it's like oh I've, I've seen his videos he's shit he's like he's this he's that he has no power and then they get in there with that person and it's like fucking hell like they got <laughs> they, like they 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 sort of realize maybe whether yeah. it's just he's got that thing in his hands or his timing and stuff like that but um yeah he looks he looks really good it could be a big a big contender in that in that division to be honest so we'll see what happens with Bilal there really really impressed but again impressed with both fighters this was a, a great fight for me um the next fight was Raquel Pennington against Marion Renew. This is what I was saying, Pete, about the kind of difference in the echelons of fighters. So Raquel's ranked number six. Marion's ranked number 10. This is in the, the women's uh, bantamweight division. Looking at the bantamweight mm. division, um, you've got uh, Nunes is obviously the, the, the champ. Um, and then you've got Jorain Duranda meeting there, Holly Holm, Aspen Ladd, uh, Juliana Pena's in there, Raquel Pennington obviously at number six, as we mentioned. But for me, if you look at, you know, it was a good fight uh, from from both these both these ladies. Um, it was a, a unanimous decision win for Pennington. But would someone like Nunes or Holly would would they struggle with with Raquel? Would they struggle with with them? I I, I don't think Marion or, or Raquel is going to put up much of a fight. Do you know what I mean? Or am I being a bit harsh there? Yeah, yeah. Like she's had some she had some good fights for Raquel Pennington. I think she's always been sort of up there. But yeah, it's just that gap between the top like it's it's just i don't know it, it, it seems like too much like you can't really say until someone gets in there and yeah um but yeah it's just going to be a struggle i think for anyone moving up to fight that sort of level of fire yeah uh, amanda's just at the top of that division at the moment it just looks like an impossible task but um, a good a good mm. performance from raquel um unanimous decision she finished the third round really 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 strong um and uh it was a really a, a close fight a close fight but yeah really really big win there from raquel moving on to um the second to last fight it was josh emmett against shane burgos pete this was fight of the night for me i don't know about you yeah I've, um i've at first, I thought it was the, the the one we just spoke about, the the Lyman Good and Bilal fight. I thought that was really just back and forth and just entertaining. But yeah, this this one was just was fucking mad, crazy. <laughs> like, I know it's just especially with like like you say, like now we can hear it and stuff. Just these guys' chins, how they hold up. It's like some some fights like one shot and it's like over, and in other fights these guys can just take it fifteen minutes. Where well, was the chin? Yeah, it was because Josh has, uh, Josh has, has has dropped. He's, he's he finished fights with that right hook. He has finished mm. fights with that right hook, and Shane was eating it. You could just see him eating it, man. Yeah, absolute war. Good. It was an absolute war. <laughs> so entertaining. It was. It was such I a know. good fight. And do you know what? I've got a note here just to say, like, mm. basically, in the this is the only one of the only sports. Basically, in the first round, Josh basically blew his ACL like on his knee. I was um, it first. Oh, okay. And what sport? Name me one other sport. Where someone no. blows out their ACL and they fucking just continue. Like, it's fucking mate, crazy, isn't it? It's so many mental. people have done it as well. And it's just like, I know they're not sprinting or running up and down a football field or fucking basketball court or something like that. But it's, yeah, to actually still, you still a lot of pressure on your fucking, I've never done, I've not done, I've not done an ACL or anything no, like me that neither, before. thank God. So I've done, I don't know what it's like or if there's different types to it. Maybe there's, Maybe there's people that have done it and not even realised. They just thought, oh, I've pulled tank in my leg. But it's just, oh, fuck knows. Um, but yeah, just a fucking, well, I didn't even know about that. Until I, I noticed he pointed to his corner man afterwards and was like, oh yeah, I think when I landed and it twisted and blah, blah, blah. So maybe he didn't really know. But um, yeah, it's fucking crazy what these guys go through. Yeah, absolutely. Just maximum respect to both of them there. So, you know, featherweight division is obviously stacked, as we mentioned, but Josh is, is definitely up there. And Shane stock for me didn't go down. It was an amazing fight, amazing exchanges. What a chin from Shane to just continue to eat Josh's right hand over and over again. Um, but it was a unanimous decision for Josh Emmett. Fantastic performance, really impressive. Josh, he's had a really big year. This quarantine's been 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 great for Josh, um, in my opinion. He's had some fantastic fights, um, mm. and yeah, really really excited to see what happens next. Last fight, Pete, was Curtis Blades 
against Alexander Volkov, ranked number three against ranked number seven. Give me your thoughts on this fight. Yeah, I've sort of, um, I sort of, I wasn't really disappointed with the way he fought, just because we'd said before, like that's what he said he was going to do, just sort of use his grappling really and his wrestling. But yeah, it's just, I don't know. Is it? It's the same thing with the levels. Is like, is he ready for the top top guys? Like, I'm not too sure. Um, yeah. He's definitely got something, but I don't know whether he's at that level yet. Definitely, yeah. I, don't, I don't think he's ready for like a title shot or nothing like that. But no, no, I think a heavyweight's another division where you've got all these fighters at the top, and then you've got a bit, a bit, a, a bit of a drop off. But it, it was a good fight. Like, if we just look at this fight in isolation, like, um, mm. first takedown from Curtis was literally within about ten seconds. Um, Volkov got up fairly quickly, but then he just got taken down again. Um, and that just pretty much became the story of the fight. Big right hands from uh, from Curtis and then taking him down. Um, he broke the record for the most takedowns in a heavyweight fight. Um, in yeah, so just kept taking him down, taking him down. There was a really funny bit during the fight when Volkov took Curtis down, and the commentators were like, "Oh, he took him down!" He took him down. <laughs> uh, and even even Curtis let out like he got taken down. He let out a little smile. He looked over at the, <laughs> the commentators and let out a little smile. Like I, I love all that. There was um, a bit where. Uh, and I think I mentioned this to you before, but the way Curtis knocked out um, Overeem with those over-the-top elbows, yeah, yeah, just hmm. horrendous. I remember watching that with the missus, and yeah. she did not enjoy that. Um, but this was, um, again, he was throwing down those elbows again. Didn't manage to finish him, obviously, but he was throwing down those elbows. And, you know, if he really steps up, um, I think he could do damage to a lot of people. Um, in yeah. the... Um, yeah, you, Unanimous decision from for for Curtis Blades. Um, in his post, did you watch a post fight interview that he did? No, didn't see it. No, mate, he was fucking knackered. Like, oh yeah, knackered. I can imagine. He's standing there like talking, like proper like this, and then it got to the point where he's asking him a question, and he start. He, he, his eyes went, and he stumbled, and then as he stumbled, yeah. he went, "Oh shit." Like it was like he's just <laughs> trying to talk. He was out on his feet. Bless him. Like absolutely. Um, just yeah, knackered. He, he he left it all in the octagon, and you got to rate him. But like you say, yeah, yeah. Um, I think you're right, Pete, in saying that you know is he going to give, uh, you know, people a bit of trouble? His only two losses have come to Ngannou. But if we look at this fight in isolation, really impressive. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Really, really impressive there. So well done, Curtis Blades. Um, all round good card for me. Really, really good. And then Pete, we come on to the fights that we have. On this weekend's cards, it's another UFC fight night. I guess they're going to be calling it UFC Vegas 4. Um, and it is Poirier against Hooker. Um, we'll start off with the prelims. Um, feel free to interrupt me, Peter, um, as I'm going through any of these fights. We've got Jordan Griffin against Yusuf Zalao in a featherweight. Kay Hansen against Jin Yu Frey in the women's strawweight. Takashi Sato against Ramiz Abrahimaj. Uh, Ramiz is greyed out, so that might be up in the air a little bit. Sean Woodson against Kyle Nelson. Uh, we've got Philip Linz against Tanabosa. Philip Linz um, is a heavyweight that I do remember seeing. Um, his last fight, he lost to um, Arlovsky. Arlovsky, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he lost to Arlovsky, which I was quite happy about because I'm a very big Arlovsky fan. Um, but he was on a four-fight win streak coming into that. Um, so, you know, uh, really, really impressive. Um, he's a Brazilian uh, fighter. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. Like he could have some exciting fights, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Still, still fairly young. He's only like 34. So for a heavyweight, yeah. it's still pretty much just coming into the prime of his career there. So we'll see what happens there. Um, uh, then we've got uh, Mara Maria Borello against Miranda Maverick. That's the, in the women's flyweight division. And then the main prelim is Luis Pena against Karma Worthy in the lightweight. Luis Pena, a.k.a. Violent Bob Ross. I like watching Luis Pena fight. Yeah, um, such a good nickname as well because he looks like Bob Ross and he's Violent Bob Ross. Um, he's what, what is that again? Sorry. That's in the featherweight division. Is that Sean O'Malley division? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a sick fight. That'd be a good yeah. fight. 
Yeah. No, sorry. This is. Uh, hang on a minute. Luis Pena. No, this is lightweight. Actually, it's lightweight. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, it's lightweight. So uh, we'll see what happens. Um, I'm really excited about about just. I like seeing watching Luis Pena fight because he's so long and rangy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll see what happens there. And then moving on to the main card, we've got Guillaume Valente against Morris Green. That's in the heavyweight. That'll be a banging fight. Um, Brendan Allen against Kyle Dukaus. That's a middleweight. And then we've got Platinum Mike Perry against Mickey Gall in the welterweight uh, and Dustin Poirier against Dan Hooker as the main event. Mike Perry, Pete, thoughts? I was just gonna be, it's just going to be interesting. This, this card, I'm not really... A few of the cards before, I've had a bit of like, oh yeah, I want this guy to win, I want this guy to win, maybe because they're like, in that sort of golden age when we started watching it. But yeah, I'm just interested to see because that's going to be that classic one against striker against wrestler and it's yep. like if he if he gets taken down he's not he's not bad on the floor for mike perry but um i don't know you see what like cowboy done to him and stuff like that uh that's good that's just that's just gonna be interesting especially yeah. with no 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 proper team behind him as well yeah so what's he saying he's just got his missus is that it is he being serious yeah but no i think he has been he's been training with people it's not just him in him and his missus in the gym doing their, all their tactics. I think he has been, he put up a photo the other day, he's training with two guys, I'm not sure who they was, but right. then he's getting in his, like, I guess in there like wrestlers, but um, it's just weird. He's just sort of saying he don't need no one. All right. I mean, well, we spoke about him before. I know you we, you have got to be a little bit of a, a nutter to be a fighter, I guess, but he's coming, yeah. off, two, he's coming off two losses um, against Jeff Neal and then against Luke as well. Um, yeah. And he, he did beat Alex Oliveira before that. He lost to Cowboy before that. Um, he did beat Paul Felder on a split decision, but then he lost to Max Griffin. And yeah, he did lose to um, Ponzinibbio uh, back in 2017, which we uh, we spoke about um, previously in the pod. There, you know, I think it's it's, it's got to be Mickey, Mickey's no slouch. Like Mickey's coming yeah. off a win um, against Salem Tahari. He did lose um, to Diego Sanchez, who we mentioned earlier as well in 2019. Um, obviously beat beat CM Punk and stuff like that as well. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really, really interested just to see what happens um, with this fight. Yeah. So really, really exciting to there. But then this main event, Pete, is quite big for me. Dustin Poirier yeah. against Dan Hooker. You look at Poirier's record, you know, he, he's lost to Khabib and he's lost to Michael Johnson, but he's got wins over Jim Miller, Showtime, Justin Gaethje, Eddie Alvarez, Max Holloway. You know, he's just got some ridiculous wins on his record there. Bobby Green as well, we mentioned earlier. Um, obviously got that loss to uh, big boy Conor McGregor there, Peter, but we won't have to go into that too much. Um, and then we've got Dan Hooker, who's coming off a free fight win streak. He's beat Paul Felder, beat Ally Quinter, beat James Vick. He lost to Barboza, but he beat Gilbert Burns. He's beaten Jim Miller. It's mad. That's the, one that, that's, the one that, that's the one that surprised me. When I saw it in the highlights, I was like, is that Gilbert Burns? Yeah, yeah. The fucking, yeah, and I was just like, Jesus, like, Obviously, Gilbert's moved up now, but um, yeah, I've, I was, I'm just excited for this one. This is a proper, like, I literally can't split them. I think it's literally 50-50, whoever turns up on the night, I think. Because, like, mm. skill-wise, I think they're both pretty similar. Um, yeah. I love the way Hooker called him out, though. The way Hooker called him out was so fucking good. What happened? Hello? Oh, so... Um, I think he just jumped on the mic and he was just like, I don't even know whether they, I don't know whether it was Rogan or not, but they are, they got to the point of like, where do you go from here? And he's like, he's like, Dustin Poirier, I'm going to smash your face in. So good. I just love it. And it, that, that, that's that team as well, isn't it? It's like him, Volkanovsky, Adesanya, they're all just fucking, just doing so well at the moment and just all fucking thriving off each other. And it's just, I don't know. I, I don't know. If I was to lean towards someone, I'd probably say Hooker. Okay. He's probably sort of got the, got the momentum behind him, and he's like, and also the kicks as well. I think the kicks might play a big, like a big part. He's just mm. he's just a weird guy as well. I think he can hit you from all angles. I think um, I think Pari's got the better boxing, like just natural boxing. Mm. And even on the ground, I'm not even too sure. Maybe that's like fifty fifty as well. But the only thing that sort of separates it for me is the kicks. Right. Right. But I don't know. That's that's it. But that's but then not saying Poirier can't kick. Obviously he can. But um, yeah, it's just going to be exciting, especially because someone like Poirier fucking. You know I mean, knocking out Gaethje, stuff like that. Mm. He's just he's just an animal as well. 
yeah, it's, I'm really, really interested to see what happens here. I think it's going to be, it will set the division in obviously a bit of a clearer direction around what happens. So, you know, we've got Pore, who's obviously the ex-champ, um, obviously losing to, to Khabib there. But then you've got, I'm really excited to see Dan Hookham, what, what happens. He's so rangy and long. Um, mm. Obviously, you know, he's going to use his reach as well, but he ain't bad on the ground at all and neither is Dustin. So I'm, I'm really, really excited about this. It's a shame. It is a bit of a, a, a small shame um, with both these fighters. The fact there's no crowds there because this is the kind of fight that the crowd would be going mad about. Yeah. But at the same time, we're going to be able to, you know, really, really be there and, and feel the every hit of it. So, yeah, really, 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 really excited for this card. Uh, and obviously, we'll get together next week and get that reviewed, Peter. Any other wicked whispers from yourself? Uh, no, the only, the only one I did catch my eye was your, what's his name? I think Nathaniel Wood's got another fight, but I think it's a pretty tough one. Oh, okay. Literally can't remember who it is. The prospect. Mm. Oh, fuck. Yeah, it might be. It might be. That might be Fight Island. Actually, I'm, I'm sure they've given him a fight, but it's I'm sure it's getting someone good <laughs> or someone. Someone I looked at and I was like, oh shit, they're not. They're not going easy on him. Let's have a look. So they've got UFC Nathaniel Wood against Umar Nurmagomedov. Oh, it's Khabib's brother, isn't it? Is it his ah. brother or, or his cousin? I think. One of Khabib's relatives there. So Umar Nurmagomedov is finally set for his UFC debut. Um, he's 12-0 and 0 in MMA and he'll take on Nathaniel Wood on July 25th in Fight Island. Um, he's scheduled to make his... Uh, Nurmagomedov was scheduled to make his UFC debut against Hunter Azure in April. And Hunter Azure obviously uh, fought recently and, and lost. He's the one that got banged yeah, out yeah. by Brian Kelleher, was it? Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, that was yeah, good fight. Uh, but they obviously cancelled <laughs> due to, uh, to to the COVID pandemic. Um, Wood suffered his first promotional loss in February when he was stopped by John Dodson. Uh, we spoke about that fight in uh, at length, Pete. Um, but yeah, well, mm. this is this is really exciting. We'll see what happens. Yeah, it's a good test, and it? it's good to see. His, I know he's. I know well, it's not funny. I found it funny. Um, uh, Khabib's cousin tapped out. <laughs> that was so fucking good. Is um, it? Yeah, what was his name? Another. That's why I think because I think this guy is his actual brother, right? But I think he, but I think his cousin was the one that tapped out to someone earlier in the year, and obviously uh, McGregor's straight on it. Like, yeah, of course fucking. he fucking is. But that was what he called him. Another good tap tap. This sport brings us comedy as well. Uh, yeah, of course it does. Of course it does. It's like an emotional roller coaster, anyway. But um, yeah, yeah, I'm really, really excited to see what happens there. Some some mad fighters coming up, Pete. We're going to be buzzing about Fight Island. I fucking know we are. I really, really it's weird as well because it's because it's in summer as well. It's like if we were watching this in winter, it would be a bit weird watching fights in Dubai. But like, it's going to yeah. be like summer here, summer there. Oh, it's going to be fucking so much fun. I can't wait. I can't wait. We're so excited for it. Peter, thank you very much. And thank you um, for those who have listened to our dulcet tones for the last 40 minutes or so. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk about Hooker Poirier. Um, it's a really, really exciting card. So we're really, really excited to get through that one. Peter, I shall see you next week, mate. Goodbye. Take care.